Coming up on Locked on Dodgers, Teoscar Hernandez had his welcome press conference with the media over Zoom. We will talk about uh, the plans for him and the Dodgers outfield. He also mentioned that the free agent market was a little bit different than what he expected, and that seems to be the case for a lot of guys. We'll talk about why the free agent market seems to have uh, slowed to a snail's pace lately. And we will talk about the baseball prospectus top 100 prospects list, which came out this week and has four Dodgers on the list, including two catchers. That's what's on tap. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to our everydayers for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Please subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. My name is Jeff Snyder. My co-host is Vince Samperio. Vince and I are lifelong Dodger fans, just like a lot of you. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room, so we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And Vince, I appreciate you uh, filling in for me the last couple of days. I've been sick as a dog. You can kind of st- still hear it in my voice, but I am conscious uh, at 9.37 p.m. Pacific as we're recording this, which is later than I've been awake the last couple of days. And uh, you can tell I'm out of sorts. I almost introduced myself as Vince Samperio, uh, but I've been called worse, you know. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you if you forgot your name, but uh, it looks like, you know, you recovered nicely. So yeah, I, I, I got it, you know, uh, but. I am happy to be back, and uh, I, I've missed it. I do miss talking Dodgers when I'm not doing it, but uh, I am glad to not have to head. Uh, I'm glad I didn't have to talk about anything the last couple of nights because uh, it wasn't easy to talk. But uh, we're going to talk today. Teoscar Hernandez, uh, he officially signed with the Dodgers. I think they made that official on Friday, Thursday or Friday, and uh, he had his welcoming press conference over Zoom with the media on Tuesday afternoon. And as far as these things go, it was, there were no big revelations, no major insights, but a, a little bit of interesting stuff actually came more from Brandon Gomes's portion uh, when he confirmed that uh, it's kind of like he said with, with the addition of Teoscar Hernandez, that kind of cements that Mookie Betts will play the vast majority of his time at second base. Uh, it's kind of funny that the Dodgers have now added three outfielders since Dave Roberts said at the winter meetings that Mookie Betts was going to play second base every day. So, uh, you know, it seems like that was the plan all along, but now it's really, really the plan. The more interesting part is where in the outfield Teoscar will play because he's been mostly a right fielder. He was actually named the, what, the eighth best uh, right fielder in baseball on MLB Network uh, just on Tuesday. Uh, But chances are he's probably going to play a lot more left field because uh, he, uh, Brandon Gomes said that Hernandez will bounce between right and left field, depending on who's pitching for the Dodgers. Yeah. Realistically, you got to imagine that Hayward's going to be in right against right-handed pitching and against left-handed pitching, you know, Marco could maybe go to left if they, he's played right field for the Rays too. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. But I mean, I figured 
we assumed he was going to be the everyday left fielder and Brandon Gomes just kind of reinforced that, that notion, at least of the everyday part. Um, and then mentioned that he would go back and forth, but yeah, I, realistically he's not, you know, goal glove caliber defensive player, but he's been good enough. And if you put him in left field and let him learn throughout the season, you know, even if he does have issues and, you know, because he's been mostly right fielder, even if he does have issues early on, you give him a full season. And by the time we get to October, it probably will be second nature. Yeah. I, I'm, interested, <laughs> I'm interested to see because, you know, he does have a, a very good arm and I, I think realistically playing right field and left field, I, I think if you can play one, you can play the other as far as the reads off the bat and everything. Uh, and I was, I was kind of reading Gomes's quote to mean, depending on who's pitching for the Dodgers, uh, you know, so if there's a right-hander on the mound for the Dodgers, so they're expecting more left-handed batters in the opposing lineup, therefore they're expecting more balls hit to right field that they would go with, with Hayward and or more Margot in right. Uh, but yeah, maybe it would be more based on when Hayward's playing, it's going to be in right field. And when Hayward's not playing, then maybe Hernandez is in right and Margot's in left. Uh, I, I guess we'll see that plays out because I could see either one being a factor. Uh, and, and Hayward, Hayward's played all over the outfield too. He's played center field. He played some left field for the Dodgers last year. Not a ton, but uh, I, I do think Hayward, again, like I said, if you can play right, you can play left. And so uh, probably could do either one. Uh, and, and I wouldn't be surprised re realistically if these guys settled into a routine and they end up just deciding, okay, I, I would guess that by between June and the end of the season, uh, Teoscar will play 90% in the same p position, whether that's right field or left field. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I mean, he's, he'll settle in if he's not already going to be kind of the guy in left field regardless. So, um, I mean, beyond that, like I said, there wasn't much else from Teoscar other than what we're going to talk about in terms of free agency. Uh, the one other interesting note was that, you know, his contract did come with a, a deferral. When Shohei Otani got the deferrals, that was something his side brought to the Dodgers. In the sense of this deferral, it was something the Dodgers presented. Not the only contract offer presented. It was one of the options presented with the note that it would help with the luxury tax number. Yeah, and we didn't get exact numbers on what the other offers were. I assume that this offer had a higher overall value, uh, but with some of it deferred. And and I do feel like a lot of the time, a, a lot of it is about the prestige of the number. You know, like what you talk about with Otani, being able to say he got a $700 million contract, when actually what he got was a $460 million contract with, you know, uh, 440 of it deferred with interest, you know? Uh, so it's the difference between saying deferred with interest at 460 or 700 million and deferred without interest. Uh, but the fact is realistically it was a $460 million contract, but 700 million sounds a lot more impressive. And I think it, it, it was more headline grabbing. And, you know, I think for purposes of, of the union, uh, you know, when, when these contracts, uh, they come down to, you know, Teoscar and all these guys, they know, Whatever contract I sign, that is going to impact what my fellow union members sign next year. Uh, I do think there's kind of an emphasis on the highest dollar amount, even if 
in actual real value. It's not actually anymore. Uh, but you know, when you're, I don't think Teoscar needs that 8 million bucks to, to live on. He'll probably do fine on the 15 million or whatever that he's getting this year. And then the deferment and just, you know, it, it works out just fine for him. Yeah. And the only other offer that we heard where there was actually like a number involved was one of the reports from the Boston side where it was two years, 28 mil total. So, you know, he gets 23 total. Obviously, he's not getting some of that till later on, but you now he gets 16 up front. And, he, you know, he mentioned the fact that where else would you want to go? You want to win. Uh, the Dodgers are one of those organizations. And kind of what I talked about yesterday in, in the sense of that, that empire that the Dodgers are now, you know, I don't think it's going to be a matter of, you know, every year there's going to be a bunch of guys coming to the Dodgers and looking to take deferred payments in order to be on the team. But hey, if one or two at the end, of, you know, whether it's a starter or end of the bench guy or, you know, some someone that makes an impact on the team, uh, it's obviously beneficial. Yeah. And Hernandez did mention that the free agent market maybe didn't play out the way he expected, that it's developed a little bit differently than what he and a lot of people expected. We're going to come back in a second. We're going to talk about that and how there are still a lot of big names on the free agent market. So that's what we'll get to. So please keep it locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. You don't even have to win the bet. All you got to do is place a $5 bet as a new customer, and you will get $150 in bonus bets. So if you uh, there, there's a lot of NFL playoffs coming up again this weekend, you, you got a good feeling about one or even a bad feeling or no feeling at all. Bet five bucks, get your $150 in bonus bets, save that $150 for when you do have a good feeling and you can make some real good money. $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet, including live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This episode is also brought to you by Ibotta. The new year for many people means resolutions to save money. So stop shopping without getting anything in return. Start getting cash back on every purchase you make with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $145 per year. Join over 50 million savers and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta using the code LOCKEDONMLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code LOCKEDONMLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKEDONMLB. Hey, we're back. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Especially want to thank our everydayers. If you're not an everydayer, it's easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning. You can also become a Locked On Dodgers insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. It's a great way to support us. It's like a like a Patreon or something, except you actually get to text back and forth with us uh, anytime you want. And we will send out te text blasts periodically with our thoughts on rumors or on 
for agent deals or whatever it is. So uh, it's just a few bucks a month. There's a free 14-day trial. So go to joinsubtext.com slash Dodgers. And be sure to check out the two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube from the Locked On Podcast Network. One is called Locked On Sports Today and one is called Locked On Sports Los Angeles. They both cover all the sports you could need, whether you want a national focus or a strictly Los Angeles focus. So check out both of those. And Vince, it's kind of interesting. Uh, we kind of thought that after, it seemed like the free agent market was waiting for Otani and then waiting for Yamamoto. And we we thought that after Yamamoto signed, things might open up a little bit more uh, on the free agent market. But while there has been a trickle at times and there have been some big-ish signings, uh, including Teoscar Hernandez with the Dodgers, it seems like things are going pretty slow. And and it also seems like a uh, a disproportionately large number of the free agents remaining are Scott Boris clients. Yeah, what a surprise. Um, it's, you know, there's a, there's a thing of getting – the number you want it and Boris has you know done this with some guys and it's worked out before it's a very interesting case right now with some of the names that are out there some of the reported figures that they're looking for you know Cody Bellinger 200 million you know I said beforehand that I wouldn't give him 200 million and it seems like a lot of teams are not in that realm right now you have Blake Snell who reportedly one of the figures thrown out there, nine years, 270 mil. Yeah, I don't think, you know, Blake Snow's getting anything near that. And the market seems to bear that. You know, Jordan Montgomery is another one who's probably looking for 150 plus mil, which is still a significant amount of money for somebody that might not even be a number three starter on a really good team. Obviously, he had a really good postseason, but, you know, it, it, there's more than just the postseason sometimes. And you know, you're going to pay that much for somebody that, might have just had one good run. You never know. So there's a lot of unknown. Matt Chapman's, you know, another one where you're going to get good defense. It's, he's a little bit more of a known commodity, but it's just a matter of like teams are probably waiting for him. I'm sure he wanted over 100, 150 mil at some point in the offseason. And now, you know, who, who knows if he even gets 100 mil. So it's one of those where at this point, teams are probably going to wait it out. I don't see any teams. If you're not desperate by now, I don't think you're going to get any desperate in the next month or so. Um, but you never know. Maybe. Uh, Barring injuries, once guys start getting to camp, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this next month plays out. Yeah, Bellinger is a really interesting one just because while he did have a nice bounce-back season this last year, uh, he did struggle for the last you know little bit of the season. His numbers dropped quite a bit. His overall OPS was 881, which is you know much better than it had been the last few years, but still nowhere near his MVP season. Uh, not even really approaching his his rookie of the year season, uh, which wasn't without its flaws, uh, you remember. And so, uh, and if you look at over the last four seasons, his OPS plus is 95. His OPS is 724 over the last four seasons. And you have to think that teams are wondering, okay, well, how much of this was a fluke bounce back? Uh, you know, they're wondering about position. He did play a lot more first base later in the season last year after he had an injury. Uh, and so, you know, his value is much different as a center fielder than it is a first baseman. A lot of things go into, into that equation. Uh, and, and yeah, like with all these guys being Boris clients, uh, you know, with Bellinger and Snell and, and Chapman and all these guys, they're just kind of, I know Boris has a big group. And so, 
it's not like they don't have the attention span to to pay attention to all these guys and work for all these guys at the same time. But you wonder if some of them might start getting a little bit uh, antsy and like, you know, well, where do I fit on your priority list, Scott, you know? And also just antsy in the sense of what the market is, you know, if you're Scott Boris or, you know, whoever, they're not all managed specifically by Scott Boris on a day-to-day basis, maybe some of these big ones, but you got to imagine like, hey, Blake Snell, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get you, you know, 250 mil this offseason. Hey, Bellinger, you know, we're going to take this one-year deal with the Cubs and then we're going to go out and get, you know, 200 mil if you have a bounce back season. And it's one of those two where those two guys specifically, but, you know, even some of these, even, you know, Jordan Montgomery, somebody, there's no one-year deals to re- – Blake Snell realistically is not going to have a better season than he did last year. But Cody Bellinger, he could have a better season. And he's done it in the past, but – no, realistically, he's probably that's what he's going to be at the at his peak at some, you know, minus a couple or, or minus, you know, a jarring change in something. So it, I would be getting just a little antsy like, hey, you know what? These teams might not be spending this RSN stuff that, you know, maybe they didn't forecast for or, or maybe they didn't believe it'd be that much of a thing. Um, it's definitely, you know, I'd be a little bit concerned. And it's one of those where. I don't think, you know, Scott Barnes is not going to talk you out of whatever you want to do. If you want to do whatever, you know, take a smaller deal or whatever the case is. But how much trust do you really have? Yeah. I wonder how Jordan Montgomery's feeling, you know, that he is the the number two left-handed starting pitcher represented by Boris. It's like, you know, it almost feels like Montgomery, Montgomery and Snell are trying to be this year's version of Machado and Harper from a few years ago. Uh, except that it's like the poor man's version. Uh, but when you look at it, like I didn't realize until just now how close in age Montgomery and Snell are. Do, do, you, do you know how close they are? What would you guess? My original guess would have been like four or five years. Yeah, Blake Snell is three weeks older than Jordan Montgomery. Okay, uh, they're basically the same age. You know, uh, Snell has had more success, obviously. Um Maybe Montgomery has had more consistency, uh, definitely a lower walk rate. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, like uh, if if somebody if one of Boris's clients was going to get fed up and and fire his agent this offseason, I think it would be Jordan Montgomery uh, because I don't think anything's going to happen for him until something happens for Blake Snell, uh, and and you can almost see Boris trying to use Montgomery as negotiating ploy. Well, you know, you need us more than we need you, you know, because Jordan, uh, Jordan Montgomery's still out there. So to, for teams to get Blake Snell, I, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see. But uh, it, it's weird to have so many of the top three agents be repped by the same agency. Yeah, and we haven't mentioned Josh Hader. He's not repped by Boris. He is a guy that's still out there in the free agent market. Somebody that was looking to get Edwin Diaz type money, breaking 100 mil. And he's kind of only the realist – the other guys, if they drop to a certain point, would the Dodgers would probably be interested. But Hater is probably the only one the Dodgers have been linked to. And the longer it goes, you know, maybe he takes he he could only been his only benefit from a one year deal could be okay. I'm going to be a guy that pitches back to back days. I'm going to be a guy that pitches more than an inning, and I'm going to be a guy that you know is a complete team player. And I think, but even then, like you're closer and you're getting older, so. One other benefit for him of taking a one-year deal would be not having a qualifying offer attached next year. Uh, because when, when I go back and forth 
between really wanting Josh Hader and being like, I don't know, it's mostly the qualifying offer. The fact that the Dodgers would lose two more draft picks if they signed Hader after already losing two draft picks for signing Otani, uh, it's hard to like it. It seems like if the Dodgers are going to have to go after a closer, it would make more sense to go after Emmanuel Classe or somebody who's not going to cost them draft picks uh, than to go after Hader, uh, unless they unless they just decide they they're just punting next year's draft. Um, but you know, Hader is 16 months younger than Montgomery and Snell. And so, you know, he could take a one-year deal, head into free agency again next year without the qualifying offer. But also, you know, only a one-year deal makes it even less likely that a team like the Dodgers are going to want to give up two draft picks for you. Yeah. I mean, they you can look at it like the trades they made for Bush and for and for Vivas, you know, got you three young prospect or younger prospects. Mm-hmm. Uh the one from the Yankees, not as young, but that could be counted as like draft picks, but even then. Uh, you know, the Dodgers are going to benefit from having those draft picks. And uh, Josh Hader is not going to – he can change the dynamic of the team, but not as much as we – some people may think. Yeah. And speaking of prospects, we're going to come back in a minute. The Dodgers have four prospects in Baseball Prospectus's top 100 list. So we'll be back in a second to talk about that. So please keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of you know, flu season and other sicknesses, including a lot that need antibiotics. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my wife or one of my kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from having the life-saving medications that they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. We got the Jace case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This could happen this stuff could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com just like I did and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's jacemedical.com. Hey, we're back. Thanks again for making us your first listen, especially our everydayers. Uh, again, if you're not an everydayer, please become one. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section. If you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through all the usual ways. We'll give you all our contact info at the end. And one of the best ways to get in touch with us is to become a Locked on Dodgers insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Dodgers. It's just a, for a few bucks a month, you can text with us anytime you want. And uh, we interact there. We send out text blasts. It's been a lot of fun for the, the dozens of you that are over there right now. And so join the group. It's just a few bucks a month. There's a free 14-day trial. And be sure to check out the two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube from Locked On the Lockdown Podcast Network. One is called Locked On Sports Today. One is Locked On Sports Los Angeles. They're both going to give you all your sports needs 24 hours a day. And with that said, let's jump into our last topic, which is baseball prospectus and their top 100, actually top 101 uh, prospect list. And there were four Dodgers on the list, which is pretty impressive when you consider the guys who graduated from the list. Bobby Miller graduated, Emmett Sheehan graduated, uh, 
I assume Gavin Stone. I actually, I don't know if Gavin Stone graduated or if he just dropped off. I, I don't remember if he still has rookie eligibility or not. Uh, but uh, you know, some of those big pitchers have graduated. Uh, and the four guys who made it, there's only one pitcher. That's Nick Frosso. Uh, he's in at number 67. Josue De Paula, who is a really exciting outfield prospect, he comes in at number 48. Uh, and then the other two on the list are both catchers. Dalton rushing at number 36. No surprise there. We'll talk more about rushing in a second. At number 70, Tyron Lorenzo, uh, who I've heard the name. I knew he had a good season last year. I didn't realize how good it was. I, you know, I don't follow the minors as closely as some people do. It's hard enough to follow the major league team nonstop. Uh, and Lorenzo, I saw him play in person and I was impressed, uh, but I didn't realize how impressed I should have been in 94 games with Rancho Cucamonga, uh, 418 plate appearances. He batted 273 with a 400 on base percentage and a 562 slugging percentage. That's a 962 OPS, uh, 50 extra base hits in 94 games, uh, 24 doubles, two triples, 24 homers, just, uh, just really, really imp- like those are good often uh, offensive numbers for any position. The fact that he's a catcher just makes it uh, even more remarkable. Especially considering, you know, the, the one catcher on the 40 man roster, that's not on this list. That was on the last year uh, in Diego Cartaya. Now he did well down there as w- in Rancho as well. And then obviously didn't had a had a little bit of a struggle this last season, but yeah, Lironzo, who I've called Lozano on this podcast, I think twice. So I actually, I think I just I saw the L and the O, and I would always just say Lozano. But uh, Lironzo, I, I corrected myself the other day. He's exciting, uh, and you know, another guy, and and kind of where the Dodgers have built themselves to be the last few years. You know, Will Smith has been one. You have Diego Cartai, who you know been a high prospect. It can still get back to that to that sense. You know, Don Rushing, the you know Lidanzo. Now they have Jesus Galiz coming up. Like they have become. You know, they've always kind of been enough catchers. Obviously, Piazza was a catcher, uh, and then we remember guys like you know Laduca and, and stuff like that. But it looks like a good time for catchers. The Dodgers, you know, have some kind of way of of developing them and bringing them up. And it lends the question that we've talked about a couple of times here before of. You know, Will Smith, do you go after the extension now or you just kind of wait it out? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, and with rushing being that high, uh, after I had did my episode last week with Lindsey Crosby from Lockdown MLB Prospects, we talked a little bit about rushing. And our buddy Joe Holt actually sent me a text message uh, on subtext. Uh, he's an insider and he messaged me and pointed out something that we hadn't mentioned, which is that rushing had a concussion for a couple months last season. Uh, he he was very good April, May, and June. Then he struggled in July and August, which was when he was dealing with the effects of the concussion. Then he was outstanding again in September. And so, you know, uh, I think rushing might be even higher if his overall numbers weren't depressed because of, of the concussion. And so, like, the future is very bright from the catching perspective. And, yeah, it will be interesting. We may have to devote a segment one of these days to Will Smith's future because uh, it will be interesting to see what the Dodgers do going forward. Uh, you know, especially now they have Otani who is set in stone as their DH for the next little while. Um, you know, so because in the past we've talked about the possibility of, Oh, if you have two good catchers, just have them both play and split time between catcher and DH uh, that won't really be a possibility for the Dodgers. And so uh, they will have some tough choices to make in the future. Uh, it was interesting to see that Frosso is the only pitcher on the list and there will be a lot more prospect lists 
coming out over the next month or so. Uh, I did check Gavin Stone is still eligible. So he just dropped off this list. Uh, uh, he, you know, struggled in the majors, obviously. And even in the minors, he, he went from a one, a 148 ERA in 2022 to a 474 AAA ERA last year. So definitely, uh, definitely took a step backwards, but, uh, you know, still has a bright future. And then guys like Kyle Hurt and River Ryan and, and different pitchers like that, that the Dodgers have in their system. Uh, Peyton Martin is another one that, that Lindsey Crosby talked about last week. Uh, I'm interested to see if any of those guys show up on some of the other prospect lists, uh, because the Dodgers historically have always been pretty pitching heavy on these lists. And so to only have one pitcher in the top hundred, uh, was kind of interesting to me anyway. Yeah. We'll wait for uh, our buddy Keith Law's list, which usually is littered with Dodgers as well. But yeah, I mean the, the, the Dodgers, we've talked about the farm system, kind of how they built it up. They've, you know, graduated guys, traded guys, and continue. You know, four guys is nothing to nothing to slouch at. And one note on that: I don't remember who specifically from uh, baseball perspective said it, but they kind of got asked on Twitter if Yamamoto, where Yamamoto would rank, and he said Yamamoto would be number one if he was treated as a prospect. So that's technically five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's rookie of the year eligible. So uh, and he's twenty five. Like he's younger than. Yeah. Some of those Dodgers prospects now. I think he might be younger than Frosso. Yeah. So he, he is definitely prospect age, but, you know, does kind of fit in a different category. And I, what Lindsay told me last week is that it's up to each organization whether they include him, consider him a prospect or not. Uh, and actually that could have a determination because I think you have to be in the top 100 on two out of three uh, li- specific lists in order to be eligible for the, the rookie of the year uh, draft award bonuses and stuff for, for teams for being on the roster. Uh, I'm guessing he won't show up on very many of these prospect lists. And so he probably won't be eligible for, for that bonus for the Dodgers, but, uh, you know, hope he wins the rookie of the year anyway. Um, actually he can win the side. He got a big enough signing bonus. Yeah. Right. Well, I've been talking about the extra draft pick for the Dodgers. Oh yeah. True. I don't care about his bonus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it will be interesting to see, we'll touch on all these lists as they come out and see how they are the same and how they differ. Uh, DePaula is probably somebody we'll talk about quite a bit this offseason as these other lists come out because he's starting to uh, starting to get a shine in these prospect circles. So he, he's a pretty exciting one. So uh, I think that's probably enough for today, though, don't you think? I think so. We, we touched on a few things and, uh, you know, got to leave some for tomorrow. Tomorrow we might have something special for you guys. You know, TBD as always, but uh, tomorrow might be a good one. It's scheduled, right? It's scheduled. All right. Vince Vince is a little gun shy ever since uh, the, the big poppy Mookie podcast thing fell yeah. through for him. So he, he doesn't want to say names, but let's just say you're not going to want to miss tomorrow's episode. Uh, not quite big poppy level. Uh, no offense, tomorrow's guest, but uh, you know, you'll definitely want to be here. Uh, that'll do it for us for today. Then thank you all for making locked on Dodgers. Your first listen every weekday morning, especially our everydayers. If you're not an everydayer, it's easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning. If you have friends or family who love the Dodgers, please tell them about the show. Tell them to become everydayers too. You can also become a locked on Dodgers insider by going to join subtext.com slash locked on Dodgers for just a few bucks a month. A few bucks a month, you can text with us, get text messages from us with our thoughts uh, in the moment as news breaks. Uh, It's a lot of fun, so check that out. Uh, Be sure to check out Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, the two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
And uh, be sure to subscribe to Locked on Dodgers uh, on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked on Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at VinceSince91. I am on Twitter at Snydog, and both of our DMs are open over there. You can email us, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or you can send us a voicemail or a text message at 323-863-LOCK5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.